Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. Righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. To show that the Lord is upright, he is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. I want to direct your attention back to those first four words. The righteous shall flourish. The righteous shall flourish. And I just want to use that as a place to minister just for a few minutes. I realize the Lord has moved, but I felt prompted just to go ahead and leave with you a few things before we go tonight. Let's pray together once again for the touch of the Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you for the power, the strength, the encouragement that we receive from it. And I pray, God, that you would speak to your people tonight through your word. We thank you, God, for this opportunity to be in your house. I pray you'd bless our efforts in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Clap your hands once again to the Lord. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. We know from this passage that is speaking about palm trees that palm trees are certainly a very interesting species of trees. Uh, Palm trees thrive, of course, in drier climates, in desert places, in arid tropical places. Sometimes you see them more in these areas. I know we have a few of them around here, but uh, typically you're going to see a pine or you're going to see a palm tree rather in a more tropical or even arid climate. So it's important that you understand as the Lord is drawing a comparison here between something natural and he's pointing to something that he hopes that we would understand in a spiritual way. And he likens the righteous man to a palm tree. And it strikes me in this particular passage that he did not say the righteous are like a tender plant that is affected by the least little change in the weather that takes place. Or the righteous are like a fragile vine that has to be nurtured by uh, living or staying in a greenhouse. Or the righteous are like a sprig or a sapling that must be protected and concerned with because of the elements and uh, so that they do not perish because of the elements. But the Bible likens you and I as children of the Lord to a palm tree. A palm tree, they're known to be able to survive and uh, times and places and environments where there's very little rain, where rain is very scarce. And uh, this is important to understand because uh, it forces the root system of the pine tree to go down deep into the earth in search for water. 
Palm trees have this innate ability. When there is no water that is coming from the surface, from the rainfall, that it will search deeper. It does not spread out laterally like a lot of other trees do, but it goes down into the soil and then even between rocks and in crevices and finds the water table. Each of us as saints of God must realize that there are going to be And uh, I I wish I could tell you it was not this way, but there always is. There's dry seasons. There's dry times in a child of God's life. I know that we enjoy it, uh, but there is uh, times when when we're not in revival. There's times when we're not experiencing revival services. We can't have camp meeting 52 weeks out of the year. We can't have conferences 52 weeks out of the year. And so we must learn how to dig deep and tap into the supply of God's Spirit and allow it to revitalize us and renew us. And to really understand the palm tree, you first must understand the process of planting a palm tree. I knew of a missionary that was um, over in a tropical area where there was coconut palms and he really enjoyed Uh, the juice of the coconut, and plus he enjoyed uh, the fruit of the coconut. And so uh, he asked one of the natives, he said, man, I would really like to grow one of those uh, palm trees myself and be able to have the fruit of those palm trees in my own yard. And uh, the native said, I'll help you do that. And so he came with one of those coconuts and he, he dug the hole in the ground and he dug it to the right depth. He was experienced in what he was doing. And he placed the dirt over the top of it and uh, then uh, began periodically to water it and whatnot. And he told the gentleman what to do, but he did not tell him how long it was going to take. And so the missionary waited uh, several weeks and nothing happened. He was expecting to see a little sapling come up of some sort, a sprig or something to encourage him, but nothing happened immediately. And a month passed, two months passed, three months passed, nothing. Finally, four months, he said, I must have got a bum seed. I, this, this can't be right. There's something wrong with this. And so he went out and took his shovel and he dug it up. And uh, he found that, that not even had it broke the skin of that coconut and began to grow out of it at all. In fact, it was just like it had been placed in the ground. And so he thought to himself, I must have just gotten a bad seed. So he went and and he uh, got another one and he brought it over and he placed it in the ground. And uh, he waited and waited and waited and several months went by and he said, well, maybe I need to wait just a little bit longer. And and, uh, finally a whole year went by and him doing his best to, uh, to make sure that there was nothing that drove over that piece of property where that was planted Uh, There was nothing that would hinder it. It had plenty of water, and yet there was no growth. There was nothing to show for it. And so he took his shovel, and he dug it up again. And uh, again, he did not see that there was any progress whatsoever. It didn't even look like it had started to grow or to burst out of its its seed. And and finally, uh, after a while, the native come by, and asked him about the palm tree. He said, have you seen any, anything? And he said, no, haven't seen anything at all. He said, in fact, he said, forget about that. He said, I went and took a shovel and dug it up. 
and it's, it's, it's no more, so don't worry about it. And he said, oh, no. He said, uh, it takes at least two years for it to ever begin to germinate and begin to, to, to break out of its shell and begin to grow. And as I began to think about that, I was immediately turned to the word of the Lord. Jesus warned us. He said, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abideth alone. And I thought, how many times in so many situations we have dreams, we have aspirations, we have desires, we have visions, we have things that we want God to do in our life and we want to do for God in our lives. And we've planted those things in the ground and we believe God and we've come back and prayed over it and we've had faith concerning it and we've continued to nurture those things and hold on to those things but after a while when it doesn't happen when it doesn't take place like we desire it to we take our spiritual shovels out there and we dig it up and say well I guess I guess it's not it's not the will of God or I must have missed it here I want to tell you, just because the loved one didn't pray through in the time frame that you had in mind, and just because uh, your finances were not blessed immediately when you prayed about it, and because the miracle didn't transpire uh, just immediately after you prayed about it on Sunday night, didn't mean that God didn't hear you. Doesn't mean that God will not respond to you. Does not mean that God is not working in that situation. Sometimes we just have to continue in faith and believe. Believe God that he has a process for this all. Can you say praise the Lord? According to this passage, we have to be planted. We have to stay in position, in other words, like a palm tree. That's a long process sometimes. You have to stay planted. You have to make up your mind. I'm standing in faith where this is concerned. I'm not going to waver in faith. I'm not going to be driven off of this. I'm not going to let circumstances uh, turn me back. Uh, But I'm staunch in my belief that God is able to work in this situation. And I'm planted when it comes to this. I am planted when it comes to my desire to see God move and to see revival and to see the work of God and to see the blessings of the Lord and to see all that God has promised for me to reach my potential. I'm planted in those purposes. Clap your hands and let's give him praise. Another thing that you've got to understand about a palm tree is a palm tree has tremendous usefulness. In fact, palm trees are native to Syria. And the Syrians have found, you can read this, they found over 360 uses, uses for a palm tree. Anything from thread to making baskets Uh, to making stakes or lumber that they use from it, sticks, poles, uh, and even roofing material. You've probably all seen the palm leaves used on those huts and on the outside, on the exterior, as a covering. And so there's these many, many uses uh, for the palm tree. They have found to use it for just about everything. I'm going to tell you, if you are a palm tree in the kingdom of God, you make yourself useful where there is the need to be used of God. Amen? 
in every area that God needs me to be used. If I have an ability in this particular area, you know, sometimes we can think, well, my talents, my skills, my education level, my 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 tenure in the church that puts me at a higher tier and i don't i don't need to be doing this menial part and this is this is not my this is not my skill set but i'm going to tell you if god gave you talent to play a musical instrument those same fingers that can tickle those ivories can take the trash out too oh come on now hallelujah and I realize we don't do a lot of that here necessarily, but you get the point. There's other areas that I don't have to just sit around and say, well, that's beyond me to do that or that's, that's, that's for somebody else to do. I'm going to tell you, if it needs to be done, we need to have a willingness in our heart that says, God, you planted me in this church and I want to be useful and fruitful in it. I want to see you work in it. I want to see you bless the kingdom of God and the work of God through me. I want to be used of God in whatever way that you see fit to use me. And I promise you, if you'll allow God to use you in the simple things, then He will graduate you to bigger things. But you can't start out up there if you're not willing to work right here and say, God, use me where I am planted. Oh, come on. Let's give some thanks unto the Lord right now. I was stirred uh, a few years ago. I heard the story about a man as he was talking about his church and he was referring to this and he said that there was a doctor. This, this man pastors over in Dallas and there was a doctor that attended his church and a uh, very successful individual, of course, and, and uh, well off. And he had a young son that was still in junior high. And uh, he said, one morning I came to the church very early he said, uh, you know, six, five, six o'clock. I can't remember exactly. And he said, I seen some lights on. I went in uh, to the restroom area where the lights were on. And he said, I saw this doctor with his son, and they were cleaning the restroom. He said, the son was cleaning the, the sinks. And he said, that doctor was over there cleaning, of all things, the commodes. And uh, he said, I, I said, well, we've got people that do this. You, you understand. He said, well... Pastor, I'm teaching my son a principle. This is before school. He got him up early and he brought him to the church house. He said, I want him to have an investment in the church. I don't want him just to come and enjoy the labors of others and the sacrifices of others and stand on the back of others and not appreciate it, but I want him to have a personal investment. Does anybody realize what I'm talking about here? And that is when you're invested in the church, you'll appreciate the church. You'll thank God for the church. When you're involved in the work that is going on, you're not just coming here and sucking up air but and taking up space, but you're involved in what's going on. God blesses that. God, God, you know, it's more than just giving our finances in the offering, and we should do that, but we've got to be involved in some area. Amen. If I come, I want to be involved in the worship. If I come, I want to be involved in the singing. Amen. If I come, I want to be involved in the evangelism. If I come, I want to be involved in touching souls on a daily basis. But whatever, God, that you want to use me in, I want to be willing to be used of the Lord. Amen. Had a friend of mine, pastors and and pastor for many years, and he said there was a there was a man that came into the church there and had been there about a year, and he said it finally brought him in. He said, you know, he said I, I'm interested in getting you involved in some way, 
And he said, I want to know what is it that you're interested in? What appeals to you? And he said it was, it, it took him back. He said, well, preaching, leading service, and counseling. He said, that's the things that I'm most interested in. Amen. Now, I meant that as a joke. You guys aren't laughing, but that's okay. But preaching, leading service, and counseling. Isn't that amazing? I could let somebody take up that counseling part. That wouldn't bother me a bit. And uh, in fact, if I got anybody who wants to help me with that, you, you, I'll sign you up. No, I'm just joking. But uh, anyway, I'm just, I'm just telling you, we need to have a desire that says, I want to be useful to the kingdom of God. There's some place, some area, something that God wants to use me in that he could probably, I, I'm the one that fits the bill. I'm the one that is a part of the body of Christ that can do that. I have a function in the body that nobody else can take care of. And I want to be involved in that. A palm tree that flourishes is one that is useful in so many areas. And you know, uh, palm branches have always symbolized worship throughout the Scripture. Matter of fact, in the Feast of Tabernacles, you'll find that when it was worship time, they used, now when it was time to weep, they would use the willow. And when it was time to worship, they came with the palm branch. And they would wave them in the presence of the Lord. Also, you'll find when Solomon's temple was constructed that palm branches were used in the worship to the Lord. Also, when Jesus, we all know the story of when he came in his triumphant entry into Jerusalem and was riding on the back of that donkey that they waved palm branches in the street and cried, Hosanna. And the Bible tells us that when we get to the other side, when we get to heaven in the book of Revelation, it says that we're going to have not only a white robe, but we're going to have palm branches that we're going to wave unto the Lord. And we're going to worship the Lord. But let me say this, if we can't wave a palm branch here in this world, in this life, on this earth, we're probably not going to be able to wave one when we get on the other side. Because we're probably not going to be able to be over there uh, to worship God on the other side. What God is looking for and the people he's coming after is people that know and understand that it's not just about what I'm going to do over there, but I'm willing to do some worship right here. I'm willing to praise God and magnify God right here. Come on, let's give some praise to him right now. And if you've ever observed... If you've ever observed a palm in the air and looked up at its branches, you will note this, that it doesn't take a hurricane to get those palm branches moving. It doesn't take gale force winds to get those palms. Matter of fact, even the most gentle little trade winds on a cool tropical day as the breeze is blowing, those, those, those little limbs and branches they they begin to move and they begin to show the manifestation of the wind that is blowing through them and the breeze that is moving through them i want to tell you that 
that I don't want to have the attitude when I come as a worshiper to the house of God that, that if the preaching packs a powerful enough punch, then, then I'll praise the Lord. Or if, if the songs have enough TNT in them, then I, I'll really worship the Lord. Then I'll really get involved. I'm going to tell you, when we come, even the most gentle moving of the Spirit and gentle flow of the power of the Holy Ghost that touches us, we need to be responsive to it and sensitive to it and throw up our hands in the air and worship God and give praise to the Lord and realize this is an opportunity for me to give glory to God. I can feel His prayer. You ought to be so so thrilled to be able to feel the presence of the Lord. It doesn't take much to impress you. When you get in the presence of God, it doesn't take much. Amen. For you to want to thrust your hands in the air and give some praise unto the Lord. Come on, does anybody feel that gentle breeze in this place right now? And I want to conclude with this. But you'll notice on a palm tree that the only branches that are hanging down are dead branches. A branches that the sap and the life of that tree is not flowing in anymore. But any of those branches that are alive, they're out there. And they have their, the branches are upright. I'm going to tell you, that's the way you could tell if a person has the Spirit of God moving on the inside of them. They don't need a lot of encouragement to want to lift their hands, want to lift their voice, and want to give praise to the Lord. Amen. They're sitting on ready when it comes worship time because they know God's been mighty good to me. Preacher, just give me a chance. Just give me an opportunity. And I'll praise Him. I'll magnify Him. I am so thankful. I am so appreciative for what God has done. Why don't you stand with me right now. Let's lift up our voice to Him and give Him praise. Yeah. Praise God. Come on. I feel the glory of the Lord in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Brother I.H. Terry, Brother Eddie knows, and his family is from that church. You know, Brother I.H. Terry, very peculiar man. I never met a man like him. I don't think they, I think they broke the mold when they made him. This unique fella. And uh, I could tell you story after story. One thing I could tell you is I was a young evangelist there and came up to him, or he wanted to see me after church. You didn't come up to him unless he invited you, really. And so he invited me up to, he wanted to talk to me. He said, after church, i got something to talk to you about. So I came up, and uh, he talked for a little while. And when he got finished, he said, all right, you're dismissed. So I had been formally dismissed. That meant move on. <laughs> so... I said, okay. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but Terry was this unusual guy. But he loved God. He loved God's Word. And he built a strong and powerful church. And one that was doctrinally sound. And so uh, Brother Terry, he had an evangelist, which is a good friend of mine, Brother, Brother White. I preached for him very, several years back. And he said he could kind of notice that after several nights, you know, that the evangelist was wanting more response. He was wanting a little bit more response from the congregation. He said, he got him aside, and he said, now, son, he said, 
you, you just be patient. He said, you realize, he said, I've trained these people that when the preaching of the word is going forth, he said, the people are eating. And he used some obscure verse of scripture about the ox. Do not low while they're eating the corn. I don't know what kind of compliment that was to the saints, but <laughs> the ox didn't low while they were eating the corns. But anyway, and he said, you know, they're eating. And he said, all right, Brother Terry, you got me, you got me, you got me. And he said, I, I hear, I hear you. And he said, I just got to praying about it and said, God, you got to know Brother, Brother White. And he's, got a, he's got a peculiar voice himself. He said, God, he said, if, uh, he said, if, uh, if the cooking is good, look like they could at least compliment it while they're eating it. And he said, I got to preach in the next service. And he said, and, and Brother Terry said, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop, hold up. And he said, he said at first I thought, man, uh, you know, I, I just kind of tried to ignore it and kind of move on. And he said, and he was sitting on the front pew, Brother Terry was. He said, wait just a minute. He said, oh, I messed up. And he, he, said, uh, he said, finally, I said, yes, Brother Terry. He said, wait just a minute. He said, I need a praise break right here. He said, it's just so good I can't contain it anymore. I'm going to tell you, I think you can do both. I think you can praise God where the word is going forth. And you can praise him during the worship service. You can praise him when it's all over with. Because I believe he's great and he's greatly to be praised. Come on, let's give him some thanks and praise from our heart. Yes. I'll tell you something else about the palm tree. Amen. I'll tell you something else about that palm tree. It has an unusual cycle of fruitfulness. In fact, there's a reason why the psalmist says here that it shall bring forth fruit in old age. It's reminding us that it's not over yet. Amen? Matter of fact, the productive years of a palm tree are from the age of 30 to the age of 80. The generation that we're living in is about goals and due dates and timetables and everything being mapped out and everybody, uh, believe me, I know about it. I've been in, I've been in college classes and man, I mean, you, they, they got it mapped out for you. That, I mean, if you're one day over, one hour over in some case, you know, you get docked and you get points knocked off and you get all this kind of stuff. I want to tell you, uh, you know, everybody in the world lives by timetables and all of this. And, and if you're past this time, you're past your prime, it's over with. Uh, but God's not in a hurry to get things done sometimes. And you got the Holy Ghost, and you're, you can be fruitful in God for many years. Anybody got the Holy Ghost over 80 years here? I'm just looking for somebody that I could excuse tonight. Anybody got the Holy Ghost over 80 years? Well, that tells me that everybody in this place, God wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to flourish. He wants to bless you. He wants to use you. Come on, some of us are just getting started. I said some of us are just getting started. Come on, God wants to give us our most fruitful and blessed times now. Amen. And we need to realize that. He wants us to flourish. He wants us to grow. He wants us to be productive. Oh, lift up your voice and let's give praise to the Lord.
Been different here tonight, hasn't it? Praise God. Hallelujah. I got a lot of things running through my mind, but not all of them need to be said. Praise God. I found that out a long time ago. God is good, isn't he? I can't think of anything I'd rather do but serve the Lord. Be a part of his kingdom. Be a part of the body of Christ. Be a part of his church. Amen. This is the blessed life. This is where it's at, friend. Amen. To be planted in the courts of the Lord. I could be fruitful here. I could be blessed here. Come on. How many wants to be planted in the house of God so that your life can be fruitful? That's your desire. One more time before we leave this place, why don't you clap your hands to him?